sell it if you are emotionally okay with it. So always, I would say, check in with yourself, keep it for a couple of months. I've seen a lot of clients now who are selling their, you know, divorce jewelry after 10 years of getting divorced because now they finally feel ready. So don't part with something. You might have some memories towards it. Maybe it's negative energy. Maybe it's just something that's holding you back. I would suggest to be sure and to kind of check in with yourself. Welcome to the Thriving in Chaos Project. Certified divorce coach and credentialed mediator Paulette Rigo invites you to grab a favorite beverage, find a cozy seat, soothe your soul, and take a listen. This podcast was created and inspired by our courageous journeys, love for connecting with others, and having meaningful conversations that teach, impact, and heal through sharing our stories. In each episode, Paulette will be joined by some of the most experienced and compelling experts in all things divorce and transformation. Listen to prepare and thrive through the toughest chapters as we reveal our hardships, celebrate our lessons learned, and see the future clearly with encouragement, hope, and joy. Leave feeling empowered and prepared to approach life and maintain our dignity no matter what. Each podcast episode focuses on sharing real conversations from real life situations. Isn't it time you thrived? Hello, and welcome to the Thriving in Chaos Project. You know who I am, Paulette Rigo. I am the host of the Thriving in Chaos Project. I am here to really bring amazing female entrepreneurs and women, so far, all of my guests, knock on wood, have been just women. Although I love men, but today we're going to continue this uh, conversation with a phenomenal woman. Her name is Shreya Mehta. And for those of my yogi world, I just love saying that. It's a, one of the most auspicious names there is. So welcome to this, the show, Shreya. I'm so honored that you're here. Thank you so much, Paulette. I'm so, I'm honored to be here. Thank you, honey. It's just... um. It's always an honor to meet fabulous women and bring them to the show. And her gracious assistant here, Perva, is also here too. So we're going to start a little bit with your story because I like to cut to the chase, you know, as much as I like to, um, you know, shoot the wind, as they say. But so you're born in Belgium, of all places. I, it's on my list of places to go. And you now live in New York City in Manhattan. So that's another conversation. Maybe we need to have that. Um, we always hear good or bad things about what's going on in New York right now. And I'm not sure what's true, but so you're a fourth generation diamond business family. And I know that uh, I've had some jewelry family in, uh, history in my family, not in my family, but in my world. And no, I know what the, the, the diamond business in New York looks like. It's, it's, it's big business. So I understand that that, that is generational, correct? Correct. Right. Yes. And you know, the ins and outs of the diamond industry. Did you, were you one of those little girls that just like knew the business or did you always want to be in the diamond business or was this like, um, you well, didn't have a choice? So that's a great question. Um, I was born into it. Right. So my, my, my great grandfather, my grandfather, my father, this is, this is, we breathed 
the diamond business. This is, we knew everyone I knew, my world was this community. So, you know, when you're born into something, you can't run away from it. You can't escape it kind of, but I almost embraced it. And I think it's because I had that father daughter connection. I was, I was my father's little darling daughter. And we always had open conversations about life and success. And he was really, you know, and I, I don't know if you know, but in India to kind of uh, empower a woman was not so much talked about, but my father always said, Shreya, you can do anything. And with that, he always involved me in his business. And then I got married, also an arranged marriage into another diamond family. So um, here I am, just mm-hmm. bathing. Well, in, in, the, <laughs> in the Sanskrit yogic world, we call that karma, right? Karma. It's just a little bit of like, or destiny, right? In, in, destiny. The, in yeah. the English language, right? Yeah. Well, I, were, I was raised in a dance family. So I understand what that's like when you are, you know, you know, brought into a certain world and all that. And the beautiful thing is that you embraced it, that you, you loved it. It, it, it felt like home to you. You weren't wearing someone else's shoes. You were wearing your shoes. You weren't brushing your teeth with somebody else's toothbrush. You were brushing your teeth with your toothbrush. Like it felt authentic to you. And that's how you truly know that you're living your dharma. Absolutely. I completely agree. I couldn't have put it. Yeah. Continue. I'm sorry. No. uh, So, you know, I have been living in New York, uh, in America now for 22 years. And that's two decades, almost half of my life. And that kind of gives my age away. Uh, (laughs) Age is just a number, just like running is for horses. Good job. (laughs) So what I realized is the business we're in currently, uh, let's say the parent company, we trade in diamonds. So we buy you know, we buy diamonds, we sell diamonds. It's it's really about, you know, manufacturing and it's a wholesale business. So basically our customers are retailers, right? So we create programs, we find value. And that's has, that has been our business for decades. And what I realized was there was this inflow, there was this influx of secondhand jewelry coming in from our retailers that they were selling to us. And, you know, of course, you know, we negotiate, we would buy the jewelry, but over time I've realized that this doesn't make sense for the consumer. It just doesn't make sense. Why, you know, the retailer, when you buy something, you're going back to your retailer, they don't have that distribution. So they're just gonna kind of squeeze you till the last dollar. And I realized that I wanna be there, you know, to kind of hold hands, right? To be there in a safe, trustworthy, Base where we're like, listen, this is what we do day in and day out. We know diamonds. We know the value of diamonds. And we're here to help you find a better place for jewelry that you might not want. Love it. Now, being a divorce coach and a mediator, all women that find themselves getting divorced have a wedding ring or an engagement yep. ring or gifts that they have had and collected from the course of the marriage, correct? And there are emotions attached to these these gems and, right? I mean, let's face yep. it. And to make matters worse, they're part of the marital, you know, um, 
conversation with like, what are we going to do with the jewelry? Um, but they're hers. If they're gifts, they're hers. So, you know, division of marital assets is division of marital assets. But let's go to the point where most women really need, if they're, if they're looking to sell the jewelry, because they don't want to wear it anymore. It has too much of an emotional connection to the divorce, to the past. They need to break free and step into their new life that they deserve. They really need as much value and monetary assets from that sale of the ring as possible to help them set up for success of either buying a car or starting a business or buying a home or whatever, getting a loan or something so that they can really get back on their feet and start their new chapter that they truly deserve, right? So this is where I have worked with clients in the past, and I've found nobody like yourself that I have had good luck with. Now, I'm not going to use the name of another business because I just don't roll that way, but I myself was going to sell some jewelry to them, and, and they actually lost one of my diamonds. I can't portray about that. Yeah, no, no it, it wasn't devastating, but I was a little bit like, are you kidding me? And there was no accountability with it. So what, with that said, I get a little bit nervous always making recommendations to my clients because I don't do anything half-assed. I always do a lot of research and make sure that my recommendations are, you know, vetted and professional. So I wanted to learn a little bit more about Cell Ring, S-E-L-L-R-I-N-G, as in selling your ring and in New York City. So I'm glad you're here because you really are changing the trajectory of the conversation of taking the woman or the man, we shouldn't be sexist, men have jewelry and get divorced too, right? Hell yeah. And they don't necessarily wanna keep their ring either. And they're certainly not just gonna, I don't know, bring it to the pawn shop and get 50 bucks for it. So, and then, and they don't even know the value sometimes, you know, like what is it truly worth? And so by cutting out that middleman, you're connecting personally to the owner of the jewelry and to someone like yourself that has the generations of knowledge in this very deeply, um, you know, personalized uh, skill set that not many people have. You know, I'm sure you can tell a diamond that's cut beautifully than one that was sort of, you know, not cut so nicely and has a lot of inclusions and flaws and, and all that. And, and, but also knowing in your heart, like what can I truly give this person so that they have the best next chapter? And so how, do you, how did you take this generational business and now transition to, to the work that you're doing now? Because it seems to be a passion project. It, it is a passion project. And just hearing your story makes it even more meaningful. I, I know so many people, clients who've had bad experiences and then they come to me and I'm like, I was here all this time. You just had to reach out. And I think the most important thing is to start with having transparency and, and being straightforward, right? Like I understand, I mean, we as a company understand the emotional com component, you know, it, it is an emotional decision. But I think you you said it so beautifully that there's negative karma attached to so many jewelry pieces that we have that at times you're like, it's just lying in that box, in that drawer for decades, and you're not using it, but you could use that to 
to actually renew yourself, to use it towards something, you know, a little more positive in your life. Um, so we basically, I am going to transfer it over to Purva because she's going to talk about our process. Because I feel like, you know, with technology, I think technology is enabling us to be able to be transparent, be, you know, share how safe the whole process is because it's hard right I mean I know we're doing this podcast but who really knows me you know how, do you know am I a real person I'm where am I right so do, we, we really want to show the whole process and how transparent we are we have video calls we do a lot of hand holding we really want to be there to guide the client I think that's what we, we want to hold your hand. We want to guide you through this process. And we also offer appraisals. So, you know, we can, we always start with this kind of show us what you have. We'll give you a little bit of a price and then we, you can go through the process, you know, if you're comfortable. And I think trust is the most important word that we need to use in this, in this passion project. But I do want uh, Purva to, go over the process because I'm, I'm just talking. She'll show I know, it's brilliant. You. Purva, thank you, Shreya, for putting that, that, um, that background into it. And Purva, so let's say I'm a newly divorced woman and mm -hmm. I um, am sitting on my bed crying, looking at my wedding ring in the box, as Shreya mentioned, right? I mean, hopefully not for generations or decades, but, but it's, it's sitting there and it's starting to collect dust, right? You're not wearing it. Um, maybe you don't have an insurance policy out. So if you lose it, you, you know, oh, well, bye-bye. Um, so what is, what is the first thing that they should do knowing that um, they don't want to wear it, they don't want to keep it, but they don't know what to do to sell it? Um, yeah, What's, what do they do? What's the process look like? Uh, all right, perfect. Thank you for the question, Paulette. So I, um, the first thing is, please don't throw it in a river. Please don't throw it over a bridge in a river. Like I've seen a lot of people do that. And that's the craziest thing you can do with such a precious jewel that you have. Second thing is I would suggest um, to sell it if you are emotionally okay with it. So always I would say, check in with yourself, um, keep it for a couple of months. You know, um, I've seen a lot of clients now who are selling their you know, divorce jewelry after 10 years of getting divorced because now they finally feel ready. So don't part with something. You might have some memories towards it. Maybe it's negative energy. Maybe it's just something that's holding you back. Um, I would su suggest to be sure and to kind of check in with yourself. So there's the no harm in waiting a little. It isn't something no. that you need to do. So you get the yes. divorce decree and you're like, I need to sell the ring. Do you suggest oh, no. that women wait a little while so they don't feel that emotional attachment? I do, because there is a seller's regret. You would, you know, after you sell it, you're like, oh my God, I could give this to my kid who, you know, could give it to her wife or his wife, something like that. Um, so that's something that, just think about it for a second, sit with yourself. Once you realize that it wasn't an amicable divorce, it wasn't something that you want to have a memory of, or you need the money in that moment, um, the best incentive is to get money out of it, um, to either, as you said, um, you know, pay off a student loan, get in, get back into school. A lot of uh, divorced women that at least that we have worked with um, have even lacked the kind of knowledge to write a check. You know, they were so always dependent. So 
uh, if you want to go back into school, that's something you can use towards, um, or if you want to just, you know, pamper yourself, get something like that, you can do that. So I feel like that is definitely some something that you should keep in mind before you even start to look to sell. Once you get into selling, once you've prepared, once your mind is set, um, once you're financially okay, like let's, you know, um, I'm ready to sell. Uh, I think the first step is um, to scout. Um, something that I would like to say, uh, how we stand uh, in, with our competitors is uh, we are wholesalers. Uh, none of the competitors in our industry are wholesalers, uh, which gives us the leverage of, of about 6,000 retailers and more that we distribute to globally. So not just North America, but Middle East, Southeast Asia, and um, all across the globe. So we kind of have that power to resell your ring or recycle it, reuse it the way we want it. Most other websites or most other companies that do the purchasing of ring hold auctions. So when you hold an auction, your ring is kind of there for weeks on end and you are not, you know, um, stuck with the price, the initial quote that you've gotten on the ring, you're not sure that you're going to get that same amount. You could get less, you could get more, and the time is kind of, you know, multiple weeks. So I would suggest that that is something that we are you know, have a better edge over. Um, another thing is uh, we like to make sure that um, the middleman is cut out again, as Shreya and both of you mentioned, uh, the retailer. Um, we don't, uh, the retailer marks up your jewelry about 30 to 100%. And a wholesaler like us, we only mark up the jewelry 10 to 20% while we sell it off. So you're for 100% gonna get a better price selling it back to us than selling it to the retailer. Mm. Um, you know, just shopping from Costco is easier than shopping from your nearest grocery store, just to give a simpler example. <laughs> um, and sure. another, yeah. And then uh, one other thing that I would suggest, like, like to talk about our process is it's online. So we um, do in-house as well. So if you would like to come to our office, we've had people who, you know, are, we kind of cater to the age that is about 35 to 65. So it's kind of, you're either good with technology or not good with technology, you don't feel safe. Um, and our biggest thing is trust and safety. Um, our literal tagline is sell safe, set free. You know, sell safe is the money that you get, um, the kind of, you don't have to go to a shady back alley in a pawn shop to sell your jewelry. You get to come to a reputable store, uh, something that's been standing here since four generations. Uh, people you get to work with are all gemologically uh, certified, GIA certified uh, evaluators and appraisers. Um, so you kind of come in a good environment uh, and set free. That is to show that um, this jewelry, selling this jewelry is gonna bring in good luck, good vibes, uh, good kind of energy in your life. So that is why we have sell set, set, set free. Perfect. So coming back to the, yeah, coming back to the process, um, we do online, we do have hybrid models. If you wanna come in our office and be on a Zoom call, uh, we can do that. And then we give you a tour of our office. We do initial evaluations um, and yeah, a couple of other things uh, that goes on in our office. We um, give you an initial quote on the ring. Um, so we do that all online. And then if you wanna send your ring to us to get a, a final evaluation, um, we send you a insured FedEx label to your house. So insured FedEx label is to the price, the market price of the jewelry and not the appraised price. So 
let's say the ring that you have on your hand goes for up to you know twenty thousand retail. Uh, we would send a package of FedEx insured label for twenty thousand retail value. Maybe we can only give you know twelve thousand, nine thousand on that, uh, but we give it to the retail value. So it's always good. Uh, you know, coming from that. Just in case it gets lost in the good old FedEx cycle. Yes. Yes. They want to sell and then you mm-hmm. have a video um, internet experience yes. with a, GMO, a gemologist, a GIA certified yes. uh, specialist. And then mm-hmm. if, and when you do decide, yes, I think this is something I'm interested in and you know, participating in and continuing the process with, then it is in fact shipped to New York safely to your facility in which where it would be sold or, you know, right. And it sounds easy uh, because there's easier because there's no auction involved. And and how long do you typically find between the woman engaging in the first phone call to actually getting a check in the mail or however? I would say, I would say like a week. Oh, that's it? Yeah. A oh, week, a week. Pretty fabulous. Two okay. weeks. Yes. Did you hear that, yes. ladies? A week. So once you decide you want to sell the ring, you're going to go to sellring.com, sellringnyc.com, excuse me. And you're going to schedule an appointment with a, a specialist and uh, discuss what you have confidentially and then get a ballpark. the value and then if you proceed with that it will be shipped and within a week I mean you agree upon a price I'm assuming Mm -hmm. right there's an agreement to a a price and then um within a week you should have your funds and um a whole new chapter of your life behind you sounds easy to me Mm -hmm. now do you only do diamonds in it could be earrings pendant bracelet anything it doesn't have to be a ring correct and what about other gems, sapphires, rubies, uh, di- you know, uh, emeralds, um, pearls? Do you do any other type of gems or st- stones? Um, so um, we, you know, we're open to fine jewelry. There, there's so there's such a big variety, right? Um, sure. With precious stones like sapphires and rubies, they're very hard to detect if they're real or not. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you have a brand, you have an invoice right? If you have all of this, then we can easily uh, be able to evaluate it. Perfect. And what about watches like Breitlings or Rolexes yep. and all that business? Yeah. We, we take it all. Watches too. <laughs> um, obviously, if it has a brand and a label and you've got a receipt, that makes it a little bit more, um, I don't know, easily detectable of where, is it real or did you buy it at that back alley, right? <laughs> I mean, you can buy counterfeit anything these days. My God, there's counterfeit perfume, counterfeit bags, counterfeit, you name it. So, and that has a lot to do with the authenticity of a piece too. Absolutely. Well, I am so honored to have met you, both of you, Shreya and Perva. This is a much needed service and not one many people want to talk about. It's deeply personal one person's apathetic like get that thing out of my face never want to see it again and others have to pass it on generation after generation after generation even if the child isn't interested in it they'll be wearing that ring too bad right so let's just hope that there are more people that fall in between those that continuum of extreme like 
get me the check tomorrow and I'm never going to part with this. It's a process and it, it takes um, the right professional to give them the um, expertise they need. So thank you for joining us. I'm so happy that you're here and everybody out there, if you do have jewelry, if you're getting divorced, this is your girl. This is it. And keep thriving in the chaos, no matter what, you know how to find me. Thanks for tuning in and make sure if you want to talk to us or ask us questions, you can always email us at thrivinginchaospodcast at gmail.com. See you next week.